Talk Radio. An explosion has been reported at the Con Edison power plant in New York City. Power outages have been reported. This happened right on the heels of the Obama Netflix production, Leave the World Behind, a racially divisive movie about cyber attacks in America and the end of life as we know it. We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. And it happened just a few years after Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum told us it was coming. In 2020, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum warned of an impending cyber attack that will take down all of society. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services. Our society as a whole, the COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Greg Reese reporting. Well, folks, all the signals are going out. Everything is pointing towards a major cyber attack that, just like COVID, the people that are responsible for it are the ones warning us about it. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, the breakdown in New York, because it's one of two things. Either this was an attack, some sort of explosion at the power plant very mysterious could be some sort of offensive could be some sort of preliminary action ahead of a major cyber attack or here's another theory what if new york city is just literally crumbling what if it's just collapsing what if this is the start of the consequences of no longer having a merit-based system what if this is just the beginning and it's not just the power is going out in new york city but earlier this week a building in new york kind of just fell over at another point a five alarm fire destroyed multiple buildings in the bronx it's been a bad week for new york but it may just be getting worse this may just be the the beginning of our as some put it, South Africanization as the competency crisis destroys us from the inside. We'll talk about that and more. I want to go to a very quick video here uh, from Chase Geyser. The Great Reset by Alex Jones and the plans to destroy the Death Star. 
Many Bothamists died to bring us this information. You can see here the Great Awakening orbiting the Great Reset. Although the depopulation systems of the Great Reset are not yet fully operational, the Great Reset does have a strong conspiracy network. It is protected by a satanic shield, which can be disabled by the Great Awakening. The Great Reset must be deactivated if any victory for humanity is to be accomplished. Once the Great Awakening deactivates the shield, Infowars.com forward slash show will cover the truth, while Infowarriors fly into the superstructure and attempt to knock out the Great Reset. Alex Jones has volunteered to lead the fighter attack. Get a signed copy of the Great Awakening today at Infowarsstore.com. It's Friday, December 15th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing get everybody the stuff together. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal for this Friday broadcast coming to you live from the InfoWars headquarters here in Austin, Texas. It's going to be an open line Friday. We're going to open up for phone calls nice and early, but we have a lot to talk about, a lot of stories to tell you, a lot of videos to show you, a lot of dots to connect, a lot of things happening across the world in a, in a if not coordinated, at least very coincidentally aligned fashion. They're not good things. I'll I'll just have you know that right now. The things that are happening on a global scale, the things that are cropping up in societies as far flung as Canada and America and South Africa and France, they're all horrible. So we'll get into why that is and what exactly is going on. But I'm looking forward to taking your calls and playing for you some of these incredible videos we have and Some of our stories will be kind of like weekly wrap-up things, including the first story on our Daily Dispatch. So let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for the Ides of December 2023. Remember I said yesterday, maybe the day before, New York appeared to be collapsing physically now in addition to its spiritual and financial collapse that it's been going through. And I may have spoke too soon from Daily Mail. The fire department of New York races to rescue New Yorkers trapped in dark elevators as the Big Apple in New Jersey is plunged into chaos by sudden mass power outage caused by explosion at Con Edison plant. Black smoke was seen coming through the Con Edison power facility in Brooklyn on Thursday night. The smoke happened to Happened around the time that power outages were reported across New York City. Outages led to travel chaos and people being stuck in elevators throughout the Big Apple. The New York City Fire Department was forced to save people from elevators across the city. Black smoke seen coming from the power facility. There was some sort of an explosion. There's not too much information about this at this time. But as we discussed in the first five minutes of this segment, it may have been, uh, you know, some sort of attack. There was an explosion. Could have been... 
something along the lines of the predictive programming that we're seeing, talking about cyber attacks or infrastructure collapse in America, or it could just be the consequence and the beginnings, the rumblings of the competency crisis as it seems like physical destruction often follows spiritual, mental, and financial destruction, and that's exactly what's happening. So earlier this week on Monday, a building in New York basically just came apart. It just sort of fell over. Just half of it just sort of collapsed without warning. Kind of troubling, not something you expect in, the, in a first world country in the Big Apple, but there you can see some footage of that. Then a few days later, there was a massive five-alarm fire that destroyed multiple businesses in Brooklyn, I believe, or, or the Bronx, rather. Here you can see the five-alarm fire that was really uncontained and raged for a while, destroying many businesses. And now the power plant is collapsing. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like, it, you know, it's almost like the consequences of immorality mimic almost exactly what you would think they would be if there was some sort of vengeful God watching over. You know, you, you just read old old Bible stories where it's like, because these people stopped being good, stopped worshiping God, started engaging in all this behavior, then fire, plague, destruction wrought them. And it's like, Maybe there's a spiritual component to our universe. Maybe there really is a direct correlation between collapsing morality and disasters of a variety of uh, forms. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe it was a big accident and everybody's very sorry. We'll get into it a little bit uh, later. Meanwhile, some good news here. Breaking Iowa Capitol Satan statue Beheaded by rogue Christian, heroic Christian, powerful icon of justice, a satanic statue dedicated to the devil sitting in Iowa State Capitol building was beheaded on Thursday by an angry Christian man who also destroyed the altar in front of the horned Baphomet figure. The satanic idol and altar were, were placed on the Iowa Capitol building earlier this week, just in time for the Christmas season with some Republican lawmakers even defending it. The Quisling Cowards. I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged, former military officer Michael Cassidy told the Sentinel. My conscience is, cap- is held captive to the word of God, not to bureaucratic decree, and so I acted. Cassidy said he hopes his stunt will awaken Christians to the anti-Christian acts promoted by our government. The world may tell, us, cr- may tell Christians to submissively accept the legitimization of Satan, but none of the founders would have considered government sanction of satanic altars inside Capitol buildings as protected by the First Amendment, Cassidy told uh, the outlet. Anti-Christian values have steadily been mainstreamed more and more in recent decades, and Christians have lar- largely acted like the proverbial frog in the boiling, in the boiling pot of water. Now, there's also been a give, send, go set up for Cassidy to fund his legal bills with well with over 8,600 of the $20,000 goal already reached as of this writing. Here's the really amazing thing about this guy. They met the goal of $20,000 extremely quickly, and then he shut it down. He goes, no, all we needed was 20000 bucks. It's just for my legal defense in case that's necessary. So we got the 20000 I don't need any more. Thanks. And it's like, oh, my God, he's the real deal. 
oh my lord, he's a he's an actual moral person. That's just unexpected in this day and age. And of course, the great irony is the outrage, the fury, the crocodile tears that are being cried over this because we've seen over and over in the last couple of years as a matter of policy, the tearing down of Thomas Jefferson statues or the reconciliation monument in the Arlington National Cemetery, just statue after statue of true American heroes being systematically destroyed by the state or by mobs of rabid communists. And this is celebrated as a wonderful act of progressivism. But when you tear down a poorly made satanic craft fair project, in the Iowa State Capitol building, uh, suddenly it's very dangerous. And, oh, my gosh, we can't allow this to happen. And these Christian extremists are out of control. Oh, dear. And it's like, you know, you know the best part about this? You know the absolute best part of all of this? What are they going to say? What are the Satanists going to say? What, you worship Satan? You worship the chief of lies? You worship the physical embodiment of evil? And so what? Now you're a victim? He was just, this guy who destroyed the statue, he was just doing what you told him to do. Isn't that your only rule? Do as thou wilt? Well, he did as he wilt. So cry about it. And she loves seeing Satan's being like, but he sinned against me. It's like, well, yeah, I guess. So what do you care? This is your whole thing, isn't it? Do whatever you want. But no, of course, the Satanists are, are crying because somebody would dare to besmirch their satanic, demonic avatar. We need more of this, a lot more. Meanwhile, U.S. urges Israel to uh, move, a, move to a new phase of its war against Hamas. Do you love the way they phrase this? We'd like for you to move uh, into a new phase, please. Please move into a new phase. He did not specify a timetable. We talked about this yesterday. Jake Sullivan going to Israel. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's good to see that America's finally putting its foot down. You know, we sat by and allowed Israel to wage a, a campaign of indiscriminate bombing, killing tens of thousands of children. And finally, you know, we're stepping up, we're putting our foot down, and we're saying, hey, taper it off over the next couple months, okay? Hey, just just chill out, and like sometime around mid-February... Let's try to not kill as many children. You can still kill children for as long as you want. I'm just saying like around mid-February, maybe towards the end of January, you can start planning on eventually tapering down, just sort of curtailing some of the more excessive child murder. That would, it would be great. And if not, hey, that's fine too. But look, we just, just like a little bit less in like a couple weeks. That's all we're asking. Please, Israel, please. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it 
and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your operation, a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. What have you had a chance to take on the globalist? What have you had a chance to stand up against everything the UN and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and all these globalists are doing? Would you support it? Well, guess what? We're not some fly-by-night operation. I've been on air 29 years, and we have devastated the New World Order together. But now more than ever, I need your support, and I make it easy by bringing you the best books, the best films, the best supplements, the best water filtration, the best everything. And right now for Christmas, only a week or so left, free shipping store-wide, double Patriot points, X2 back in stock, massively discounted, Vitamin Fusion, about to sell out, still discounted, Turbo Force, 10 hours of energy, back in stock. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now, ladies and gentlemen, and get great products and fund the InfoWar. I respectfully ask for your support, and I thank you for your support. God bless. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Wake up, Joe. Wake up, Joe. You have a president, you have a country to run. Yeah, we have some more information, by the way, about the group involved in that crime against artistic integrity put on display by the White House and the President of the United States. Just, just despicable, these people. It's not going to surprise you who these people are. In fact, while we're on the topic, let's just get into it. From End Wokeness. The group behind the viral Biden Christmas video is a radical anti-white group called Durant's, Durant's Dance. On the group website, they call for defunding the police, abolishing prison, and even quotes Marxist terrorist Angela Davis. The site has an entire section dedicated to anti-white literature. Where to spend your money, support black-owned businesses, a guide to uh, only shopping with black people so evil white people don't get your money. A uh, whole reading list here about defunding the police, redistributing the money, uh, defund the police, police de-escalation training. That would actually be fine, but it never is. Table of contents from their website. What is white privilege? What is systematic racism? What is white fragility? Right, white fragility. What does it mean if you stay silent about racism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? I think you're going to have to go through that list and expand all, please. <laughs> What, go through and click them? Yeah, is, go ahead. Let's, well, let's just, read, this let's is just an image. Review. All right, all right. We got to go to the website. We got to go to the website, do a little dig in here. Durant's, Durant's Academy. It's like if, if you want to be some sort of third-party provider for any sort of artistic thing for the White House, your, your best bet is to spend a few years building your credibility as a violent hater of white people. Remember the person that painted the portrait for obama i think he i think it was both obama and 
his husband, uh, wife, Michelle, literally his entire catalog is images, paintings that he's done of white women holding or black women holding the severed heads of white women. I think they're trying to tell us something. Hmm. What could it be? What could they be trying to tell us by hiring the artist who essentially depicts in a, in a fantastical and, and good way the brutal murder of white people by black people? Hmm. What could they be trying to tell us? We just don't know. If you go to – if you type uh, Dorant's – yeah, I think, I, I think it was the one on the right – Oh, they're both bad, aren't they? The one on the right, I mean, it doesn't even look like her. This is like, that's like third grade level stuff. I know we've talked about this a lot. It's not the biggest issue right now, but just these people just suck. I, I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. I just, I just don't like living in a country where the leadership openly despises me for my race and everything is ugly crap. <laughs> is that my white supremacy? It's like, um, sweetie, a core component of white supremacy is not wanting to live in filth surrounded by ugliness. Okay, so check your privilege and learn to appreciate the diversity of ugly incompetence. <clears throat> yeah. All right, we'll move on. We will move on. But no, it's no surprise that uh, Jill Biden hired almost seemingly explicitly. You know, like sometimes you're going around, you're like looking for a restaurant on Yelp or whatever. And you're like, sort it by ones that have patios. First, we'll do that. And then we'll see how many stars they all get. Or I only want to spend this much. Or we're going out for a fancy date. So put the, you know, the pricing on the higher level. Like you have certain... Things you go through for these people, and they're making a video that will be seen by tens, maybe hundreds of millions. It represents Christmas and and it's major Christian holiday, and it represents the White House. It's an official publication, and like the first thing they look for is like let's find the most anti-white dance troupe we can find. It doesn't matter if they're not good. Like, it doesn't matter if they're just like just bad at what they're doing. That's not the important part. The important part is their ideological bent. And are they hateful morons? That's the first condition we have to fulfill. Then all the other stuff can come second. So, you know, when they're going through their, uh, you know, Google business listings and, and first they sort by black owned business. And then I'm sure they go through and they try to determine, okay, which group, I mean, <laughs> it's, Am I wrong? Can like maybe maybe like a professional dancer can call in and go, no, actually what they're doing is extremely complicated. It's very precise. It's this is not easy stuff. It's like as far as I can tell, it's just not good. Like they, it's like they chose some amateur troupe who can't really dance but does have the requisite seething hatred of white people to get them hired by the, the White House. Also, they're gay, I'm sure. So, you know, it's like, let's let's find the gay anti-white people and just hire them. Who cares if they can't do the thing that we're hiring them for? All right, we talked about that enough uh, already. But I, I will point out that if you just search Dorance on Google, 
you see their website, and the first thing under it, the highlighted link, says anti-racism. Not dance. It doesn't say dance. It's not like, here, we're known for dance. No, the first thing on their website listing under Google is how they're anti-racist. So I'm sure that's, that was their qualification. That was their qualification. And, hey, it can qualify you for being a dance troupe for Jill Biden. It can qualify you for, I don't know, uh, being an air trafficked controller. It can certainly qualify you for a position at an Ivy League university. So it's really just the best for your future. The best thing to be right now is just a bigoted, hateful, jealous, envious, vengeful, non-white person or white person. Honestly, you can be white. You just have to hate yourself. You have to have that mental illness on top of all the others. We're going to talk a lot about white hate today. There's a there's a lot of examples of it. And we have to illustrate them, go through them, discuss them, because we have to try to stop them. We have to protect white people. We have to remind white people that they are not evil and are actually worthy of dignity and respect and being defended. We have to do that now. We have to do that. Because I am not happy about the fact – it's not speculation. It's not potentiality anymore. I'm raising my son in a world where he is a despised minority who is prejudiced against by the media, who is legally discriminated against by the government and by corporations, who – will be told every day of his life once he starts going to school and getting on the internet and things uh, that, that he is somehow evil and wicked and must surrender to the, the grasping hands of non-white people. And I'm not going to do that. So we got we to gotta fix things pretty quick, folks. And that means fixing things in the minds of white people. Tell them to stop being guilty for nothing. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks.
to watch cover. I, I wish I had better news. I wish I was here telling you everything's going great. Some good news, some moderately good news. Donald Trump leading Biden in seven swing states heading into 2024. Donald Trump is now leading Joe Biden in seven swing states, according to new polling from Bloomberg News and Morning Consult. Republican voters have become skeptical of polling in recent years, and for good reason, but this is a sign that things are moving in the right direction for Trump. Democrats in the media are clearly worried about this trend, which is why their anti-Trump rhetoric keeps getting more crazy. And indeed, it does. So Arizona's Trump is plus four, Georgia Trump plus six, Michigan is plus four, Nevada plus three, North Carolina plus nine, Pennsylvania plus two, Wisconsin plus for this in terms of the Trump-Biden matchup. So Biden has no polling victories anywhere in any of the big swing states, which seems like a good thing to me. You know, I laid this out on Twitter yesterday, and I might as well uh, read it out here. I meant to, uh, I meant to maybe say this at another point. And it could not be true, you know, could just be my my own wild eyed speculation. But last time I made a prediction like this, it turned out exactly what I thought to a T months in advance, exactly as I thought it would happen. The only thing that didn't happen was I expected there to be an actual, you know, big pushback uprising right wingers like actually doing things and then having a backlash instead they just staged January 6th and use that as an excuse to imprison journalists and completely dismantle the right wing in America. So if anything, I was a little bit a little bit too lenient on them. But here's my I don't know if it's a prediction, but the way I think of it is like I may have said this yesterday. If you imagine that the world is being orchestrated and controlled and has been for decades by a James Bond style cabal secret society who is just cartoonishly evil, blatantly wicked, evil, deceitful, manipulative. Like if you picture a world run by Dr. Evil and, and picture a world run by Spectre, there wouldn't be much different, right? Like everything, it's, it basically falls into line. Sort of like, oh, yeah, that's okay. They would probably start wars like this. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. Okay, well, so like it turns out, if you just imagine a world that's run by blatantly evil and not just evil in a way where it's like a side effect, you know? Like that's what I mean, like cartoonishly evil, not just like, well, he's a – He's a corporate man, uh, magnate, so he's willing to uh, violate human rights to make money, and, and it's just this guy who's just like industry drives the world, and you know, you know that's. But he's not evil for evil's sake. That's that's not these people. These people are evil for evil's sake. It seems like they'll do things that are that have negative consequences for themselves if it just means more people suffer and more evil happens. Like they're just. Like, like they just vibrate with evil energy. Truly incredible. And so they do run the world. Spoiler alert. This is why we're in the situation that we're in. 
And if I was them, what would I do? If I was the script writer for the New World Order, how would I have 2024 play out? And all I do to, to speculate on this stuff is try to put yourself in these people's mindsets. Like, honestly, try to put yourself in the mindsets of, like, a Rothschild banking magnate. And it's hard. It's hard to put yourself in that mindset because we are are used to being in a world where you have to worry about scarcity, where you are reacting to things that are going on because they affect you personally or your family. But when you have untold amounts of money, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, when you never have to worry about making another dime in your life and yet you are still ruthlessly dedicated to profit, when you have no national allegiance because you have homes in a dozen countries, when you have been raised from birth to despise and lord over the average person and and told it's basically your right to abuse and exploit them ad nauseum. And when you understand that you are playing a role in a drama that has unfolded over centuries, how do you think about things? Because what I mean is that you're not thinking about what's happening next week. You're not thinking about like, oh, we will just do this right now to, to take care of this. Like you're, you're above it all. You got, you got to act like you're above it all. You got to think about somebody who is above it all. Oh, economic downturn. Doesn't touch me. Uh, COVID pandemic. Who cares? It, like none of that stuff bothers you. Doesn't touch you. Doesn't get near you. Oh, they changed the laws. Well, I don't obey laws. Oh, they raise taxes. Well, guess who doesn't pay taxes? Right. I mean, they just above it all, not having to care about the day to day, not having to care about the suffering of, of the average person. And so you're making plans that are not just a months in advance or years in advance, but decades in advance. And you're just trying to progress this slow-moving but inevitable globalist scheme to create a one-world government and systematically destroy sovereignty and freedom worldwide. How would you orchestrate things? Here's what I came up with. If I was the man behind the curtain, I would let the 2024 campaign play out, increasing tensions over the next 10 months as Trump defeats lawsuits and charges with a steady stream of manufactured crises, crises keeping everyone on edge and at each other's throats. And I would actually let Trump win. That would piss off the uh, leftists. I would activate the leftist mobs to riot in opposition to this, doing nothing to oppose the rioters. Then, just before being inaugurated, I would take Trump out with a useful patsy. I'd have either a stooge neo-Nazi extremist or maybe a Hamas militant or maybe even a leftist just to ensure that the right wing wants to vent its, its anger against its fellow Americans. After abusing right-wingers and normal Americans for another year, keeping them from boiling over by dangling the hope of Trump only to snatch victory away at the last minute, orchestrate violence in response, and crack down on Republicans in a way that makes January 6th looks like, look like a picnic, if I were the most evil people in the world and wanted to cause the most amount of damage to America, this would be my strategy. Because again, you can't think about things if you're thinking about things from their perspective, as you have to, because they're the enemies of humanity, and if you're strategizing against your enemy, you have to put yourself in their mindset, just like a general is going to put himself in the mindset of the enemy general and go, okay, if I was assaulting this stronghold, how would I approach it? What tricks would I use? Well, when we put ourselves in the mindset of the globalist manipulators, 
they aren't even worried about who wins the election. They honestly don't really even care. What it is to them is like how do we use the election to our benefit? And how useful would it be to have Trump win? How useful would it be to have Biden win? Which is more useful to us? Would it be more useful to have Trump defeated legitimately in election or would it be more useful to have him lose? Like my prediction in 2020, months before the election happened, months before the lockdown was over, but actually early on in the lockdown, people were still thinking it wouldn't last that long. I just played that out in my head and I thought, you know, they're not even trying to win, it seems. They have this mail-in ballot fraud, and I thought they don't – they're not just going to cheat to win the election. They're going to cheat to win the election in a way that's obvious. They're obviously going to cheat. We know that, but they're going to do it in a way to where every Trump supporter sees what they're doing. And, of course, they have control of the media, and they were even putting out the talking points in the media saying, oh, it's going to be – it's going to look like it's a red wave, but then it's going to go blue. So they're seeding all of these things. So you just look at it and you go, all right. If I want to cause the most psychological trauma to the American people, I'd have all this drama of Trump winning, uh, you know, court cases, building hope, building hope, building hope. Then he wins the election. Hope at an all-time high. Anger from the left at an all-time high. Then you kill Trump before he ever gets into office and all hell explodes. Please remember, my new book, The Great Awakening, is going right to number one. It's it's already number one on a bunch of charts. Plus, it funds this operation. It's twice the length of the last book. It's full of solutions. It's amazing. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. Infowarsstore.com. Get assigned copies of fundraiser. I thank those that have. I want to ask others that want to keep us on air to do that. That's the action point. Please go to Infowarsstore.com. Get a signed copy or unsigned copy at Infowarsstore.com. A signed copy is like $30, bucks, $29. A signed copy is 100 And that's what it takes to fight the globalists. We have storewide free shipping, including on the book. Double Patriot points and X2 selling out but still discounted. Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy back in stock. So many other great products like Down and Out Sleep Formula, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force. It's up to 60% off. Do your Christmas shopping with us, and we appreciate you. These are great products that work really, really well. Infowarsstore.com. Infowarsstore.com or 888. 888- Two five three three one three nine. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, we have a follow-up to the destruction of the satanic altar at the Iowa Capitol. I'm not sure you're ready for this. I wasn't ready for it. 
took me a second to even understand what I was seeing. The story is from KCRG.com, which is the local ABC affiliate in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Uh, There's S's on these words. What are we, French? Des Moines. Do you say Illinois? I do say Illinois, actually, to have you know. Like a true Texan. Hey, I read the letters that are written. On Thursday, the Satanic Temple of Iowa announced that their display at the Iowa Capitol had been significantly damaged. The controversial display, which Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds called objectionable, Featured a ram's head covered with mirrors on a mannequin before being damaged. Organizers say it's a symbol to their right to religious freedom. Here's the here's the uh, <clears throat> here's the double-edged sword of this, or not double-edged sword, but there's two options. Either they actually believe in Satan, they actually have a spiritual belief and a a spiritually legitimate worship of the Prince of Darkness, the the King of Evil, the Father of Lies. And if they really do worship Satan, if they really do have a spiritual belief like all legitimate religions do, but they worship Satan, uh, then they shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what you say about religious liberty. If you actually legitimately think that you are like dedicated and, and you're serving some sort of demonic entity whose entire existence is just the embodiment of evil, like you should be stopped. You have to be stopped and we have to stop you. Or so that's one option. One option is they actually believe in Satan and worship him, in which case they are evil and there's nothing wrong with stopping them because what's wrong with stopping evil. What is wrong with stopping people who worship the embodiment of evil? Just absolutely nothing. And if they want to complain about it, they can shut up. Because do as thou wilt, and we will destroy you. That's one option. The other option is they don't believe in Satan, and it's all just an edgy uh, anti-Christian movement, essentially. In which case, it's not a real religion and doesn't deserve the protections of a religion. So either way, this should be destroyed. This should be destroyed. It never should have been allowed in the first place. It should be destroyed. And if not destroyed by the government, then destroyed by a Christian. That's just, that's just how it goes. And like, again, I, it's just impossible to even fathom where we are as a country right now, where statues of Robert E. Lee, statues of Thomas Jefferson are being torn down systematically to this day. This weekend, I believe, they are tearing down, dismantling, and destroying a Confederate monument in the Arlington National Cemetery. It was called the Monument of Reconciliation, and it was built about 40 years after the Civil War as a symbol of unity and healing for the country. It's being removed now. It's being removed and torn down and destroyed. While simultaneously, they are building statues to Baphomet and Satan in the Capitol. If you tear down a statue of Thomas Jefferson or George Washington, then you'll be rewarded. You'll be, I mean, if, if there are any legal consequences, which there aren't, but if there are, then you'll have your, your bills paid and, and you, you'll probably get a, a big check from the government for, you know, them apologizing for daring to arrest you. Like 
if you tear down one of those statues, you remember, I mean, they tried to burn down a historic church that George Washington prayed in in Washington, D.C., and when Donald Trump stopped them, they still to this day criticize Trump for that action. So screw them. Well, let me just get to, I mean, it, all right, I just need to get to, because this is just insane. It is absolutely insane. So the Satanic Temple of Iowa posted the following message to their Facebook page. This morning, we were informed by authorities that the Baphomet statue on our holiday display was destroyed beyond repair. We are proud to continue our holiday display for the next few days that we have been allotted. We ask that for safety, visitors travel together and use the seven. Oh, God. We ask for safety, visitors, a poor, beleaguered, oppressed Satanist. <laughs> These people are pathetic. They're pathetic. I mean, there's so many things to say about this. I mean, obviously, if you actually believe in Satan, like, you don't, you're never, you don't ever get to be the victim. Like, this just doesn't matter what you say. Your belief allows for and encourages abuse of all types. You're going to whine that you're you're being abused? It doesn't work that way. So you can shut up. The other thing is, what is the satanic holiday that's happening right now? Can anybody tell me? Can anybody tell me what satanic holiday is going on right now? Yeah, you know there's not one. You know there's not one, right? So this isn't... I mean, there's no such thing as a satanic holiday. It doesn't exist because this, this isn't a religion. It's a bunch of edgy people in the 70s thinking they're cool because Christianity has made a life in a society so unbelievably comfortable and safe for them that they feel the right to explore the most damaging, destructive, devious, horrific mindsets and ideologies the world has ever seen. You know, it's a world that's so comfortable, so soft for them by Christianity being so generous and so forgiving and so wonderful in so many different ways that they actually rebel against that in an attempt to be edgy because they are worthless and their lives are meaningless and their souls are empty. And so they're looking for something and all that they can find is rebellion against the current order. No matter how comfortable and good and wonderful it is, they feel the need for something because they're spiritually empty vessels at this point. They just made one up. They just made one up. Oh, oh, they made up a holiday. There's no holidays. There's no holidays. December 25th is Christmas. So this is, a, this is a deliberately yeah. provocative thing that they're doing explicitly to annoy and to challenge Christians. Yeah, like when we think about it, like wouldn't, wouldn't a satanic holiday be like suffering, like pain and suffering? So like... You know, I don't even care. Like if you want to celebrate freaking the... the you stick a pineapple up your butt backwards. Yeah, like whatever. Or if you want to, if you want to be pagan and celebrate the the solstice or whatever, great. Worship the dirt. It's your. They go for it. Who cares? They choose December twenty fifth, like as if it's like random. As if they're like, oh, gee, we we did the astrological calculations, and it turns out our holy day falls on Christmas. What do you know? No, they choose Christmas to be deliberately provocative because they're not a belief system, because they're not a religion. They are a group of antagonistic, edgy boys that could have been prevented by a little bit of uh, extra bullying when they were young. Well, this let me, is, uh, let me this is their holiday right here. Uh, we're getting a, a depiction of it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what it's going to be like for them. This well, is going to be every is, December 25th. 
there is like <laughs> this is the thing. They're just not a religion. You, you don't need to respect them as a religion. It's just it's they're mocking you. They're mocking you. Okay, their entire belief system is just one long parody of what you believe. You don't have to put up with this. You don't have to act like you're upholding some sort of virtue by allowing these people to openly mock and desecrate your, he, your, your firmly held belief. Let me, let me finish this article. Well, just, just, no, no, just, let me finish uh, the article because okay, okay, I want to okay, get to okay, this okay, last okay, line. Okay. They say, this morning we're informed by authorities the Baphomet statue. We've asked the blah, blah, blah. KCII reported that 35-year-old Michael Cassidy of Lauderdale, Mississippi, was charged with criminal mischief in the fourth degree. He has since been released. Oh, dear. He shattered the... He, he knocked down a mannequin in City Hall. Quick, arrest him. We have to protect the good Satanists of our community. Here's where it gets insane, folks. The last line of this article, published by an ABC News affiliate, says, Salve et coagula, happy holidays, hail Satan. This ABC, and this isn't, it's not in context. It's not like there's a reason they're saying this. They just close out this report by saying, hail Satan. What is salve et coagula? It's probably what, together we can solve this, something like that. Happy holidays, hail Satan. It's ABC's news article, just being like, yeah, go ahead and sign off with hail Satan. Honestly, you know, my take is that I think the satanic temple needs to take on the Muslims. I think that they need to start mocking their holidays, and I, yeah. we need to see where that gets them. I think it's a good idea. I think we Christians and our, our Muslim brothers in America should team up. Just get rid of these people, just, you know, peacefully, whatever, like, you know. What would defeat, defeat their ideas, make laws against them. There's no reason you need to respect people who despise and mock you. Screw them. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products, so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again, so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists, because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. You didn't think we were joking when we said we're at war with Satan, did you? You didn't think that was just like a thing we said, did you? Did you not realize what we're up against here? Did you not realize the... Petulance, the childishness, and I've seen it. I'm not sure if I covered it yesterday. I think I had it um, printed out, but literally there was Republican lawmakers being like, 
I am ashamed at my fellow Christians not respecting the religious liberty of Satanists. And it's like, you even hear yourself? Have any idea what freedom of religion is supposed to mean? It means that Christians get to be Christians. We get to have a Christian religion. We get to have actual faith-oriented spiritual beliefs that are thousands of years old with a church that is worldwide with billions of people in it who actually sincerely believe in a message that was revealed by God that is responsible almost entirely for like every good thing in the world. Every idea of human rights or freedom itself or treating your fellow man, like it all stems from Christianity. It all would be impossible without a Christian foundation to it. That means we get to actually express and practice and celebrate the, the holidays of our legitimately held religious beliefs, which means you don't get a bunch of edgy atheists to go build a mocking altar to the God of evil on your, on your holiday, on Christmas, and you just have to shut up and put up to it, put up with it. That, in my opinion, is a violation of our religious liberty. We Christians, actual real religious people, should have the right and ability to practice our religion without this type of persecution, which is exactly what it is. No, it's not people being thrown into the lion's den, but that's not how persecution starts, is it? They're building statues that are there to deliberately mock our religion. Do you think they would allow a bunch of people who created a, a religion where they worshipped Hitler to build a swastika statue on Hanukkah? Do you think of a bunch of neo-Nazi people got together and said, oh, this will be funny. We'll say that we're a religion. We'll get religious exemptions, and then we'll demand that City Hall, you know, we'll say, oh, we have a new holiday. You know, it's called Kristallnacht Remembrance Night, and it just so happens to fall exactly on the same eight days of Hanukkah. And so every day during Hanukkah, when they're doing the menorah lighting, we're going to be over here throwing the Roman salute and marching around for it. Do you think they'd allow that? You think they'd allow that deliberate provocation? Of course not. Why do Christians put up with it? Why do Christians allow it? Do you think they would allow anybody to go on government property and do a Muhammad drawing contest? Do you think Muslims would put up with that? Oh, well, it's religious freedom. They get to do. No, no, it's not. There's nothing religious about Satanism. There's nothing legitimate about their so-called religion. There is no and there's nothing that compels us to put up with it, either by law or morality. Oh, and what do you know? The goat-headed Baphomet statues got two little children looking up at them. One happens to be a black boy and one happens to be a white girl. And she, Andy's got the medical symbol there on his chest and the five-pointed pentagram upside-down star above his head. We don't need to put up with this. You're not a good person for putting up with this. You're a weak person for putting up with this. You're not showing religious tolerance. You're showing religious intolerance for putting up 
with this anti-Christian movement who exists entirely to deliberately provoke Christians. Get provoked. You want to provoke us? You should see what happens when we get provoked. You should let them know. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Are you Remember, 10 years ago, probably, I was working for a church in Houston. Um, they had a winter basketball league for high school kids, and I was the scorekeeper. I was not good at it. I don't like basketballs. <laughs> anyway, there was one time where, uh, and the refs, the refs were all these like old black dudes that could sink like 50 three-pointers in a row. It was insane. Just cool, cool old Houston dudes. And there's one game in particular. There's this, you know, it's like, it's like a nice neighborhood in Houston, so it's all sort of just like kind of like wealthy white kids playing basketball. And, but there's one kid that was like not from around the area. He was a big kid, big, big tall, white dude. And he was just like, like all the, all the other kids are like, being goofy basically this one kid on on one team who was their team's losing he's taking it really seriously he's like clearly like getting kind of mad and the kid on the other team is this short scrawny kind of spoiled kid and he just keeps pestering the bigger kid and he just keeps going he keeps being like oh yeah you see that you see that and like and like messing with him after the game they're going through and shaking hands and they're like and he just keeps messing with, keep messing with him. And the bigger kid's like, dude, I'm going to hit you if you keep messing with me. And the kid keeps messing with him. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to hit you in the face if you keep messing with him. The kid keeps messing with him. So sure enough, well, I'm looking down at my score, score sheet. I hear a smack and I look up and this kid is literally sliding across the, the basketball court, having been absolutely decked by the bigger kid. And the refs who are, of course, are there to try to, possibly prevent this sort of thing it's just like it's just like he told you he was gonna hit you dude <laughs> he's like i don't know what to tell you like you were deliberately provoking him i don't know what else you'd want like that's the satanic temple essentially in america it's that little scrawny spoiled kid who's never had anything uh, oppose them in their lives and they're just deliberately provoking people are just trying to just trying to live their lives, not bothering you. Nobody's bothering the satanic temple. Go do your creepy, cringe lord nonsense. We don't care. Go go worship a plant. Nobody cares. But then you're deliberately provoking people, and then you cry when you get hit. You're the little kid going, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. And then cries when you get touched and it's like what did you think was going to happen like you are deliberately provoking people it's your fault it's just your fault building a satanic altar in the capitol building on christmas it's not because you have any legitimate spiritual religious beliefs it's not because it's part of a long-standing tradition that deserves respect like other religions do it's because you are being deliberately provocative, and now you're going to cry when the provocation comes to pass.
And of course, and of course, they aren't just not a religion. They exist entirely and completely for two reasons. One, to mock, belittle, annoy, and ideally what they want is to have like, they want to like cause so many problems and people go, okay, this whole freedom of religion thing is out of control. We got to shut this down. And their whole point is destroying Christianity, obviously. And then in addition to that, it's to be political. They're more political than they are religious. You go to their website, the whole first page is about abortion and about fighting for abortion rights and claiming that abortion is a satanic religious right. So you can use religious exemptions to get abortions where it would otherwise be illegal. So they're not just not a religion and deliberately provocative and their whole existence is in fact to violate the religious liberty of Christians and force them to put up with attacks against their religion that are unwarranted and unnecessary. But it's then to couch political activism in the guise of religion, despite knowing full well it has nothing to do with religion or, or spirituality. It has entirely everything to do with being degenerate leftist weirdos. Honestly, it's like, you know, obviously the, the two groups that are targeted these days are like Christians and white people. And it seems like at this point, the Christian churches have been so infiltrated, so undermined, so disoriented. We've got transgender people given baptisms and crap. I mean, it's just, it's so far off the rails. It's so broken and twisted. And on top of that, they refuse as a matter of like principle to ever be political. And I get that like you can lose your, your tax exempt status if you're, if you're preaching politics from the pulpit, which I don't even think is, um, I don't think it's right anyway. Of course, that doesn't apply to the satanic temple whose entire activity is all deliberately and, and ex- explicitly uh, political. But it's not like it's not like this is being imposed. It's not like pre- preachers or, or priests are trying to be political and then the government's coming in and warning them and going, you better stop being political. They're doing it to themselves. They are ca- they're castrating themselves. They're saying to their congregation, we're still the majority religion in this country. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it to look around. You think that that Christians were some sort of newcomers to America if you you looked around at the country right now, but I've told the story so many times, but it's just stuck with me where, you know, my dad is talking to the priest at our church in Houston going, "Why don't you talk about the crime? Why don't you talk about things that are happening politically? Why don't you make the point about the spiritual necessity of uh, you know, avoiding temptation, like the temptation to crime, and that's not a good thing to facilitate sin for other people. And that, you know, like there's a spiritual metaphysical element to the crime wave or to the, the defund the police program or any of these things. There's a spiritual thing to be said about this. Why are you not doing Like, great, letter Paul to the Corinthians, wonderful. What about now? What about what's happening right now on earth in the real world in our city? Why don't you talk about that? Why don't you have a Christian perspective on that? 
And the preacher's just like, well, well, what can we do? Well, there's nothing we could do. And it's like, you have literally thousands of people at this one church that could all be motivated, that could all be activated, that could all be used as a block to win political supremacy for your religion or political empowerment for your religion. But they would just refuse to do it outright. Meanwhile, the Satanists and the Jews and the Muslims are all like very happy to use the government to benefit their religion. Christians can't do it, won't do it, refuse to do it. White people, it's the same way. It's even worse for white people, obviously. But it's like, you're the ones being attacked. You're the ones being discriminated against. You're the ones being literally genocided with deliberate replacement migration programs. You need to stand up for yourself. You need to defend yourself. You need to defend your beliefs and your people and your religion and your institutions. And it is not – I'm just sort of talking out loud. I, you know, I'm just sort of thinking out loud here because – I really don't get, I really don't even understand the mindset that sits there and says, well, you know, I believe in, in separation of church and state, so we better let the, let better let them build a, a temple to Satan in the capital. What? what are you talking about? That's, you're not a good person for going along with Satan. And do I need to explain this? Is this comp- it, clearly it is. Clearly the, the, Sorry to say it. I blame the boomers. I fully blame the boomers who seem to just be incapable of breaking out of the programming. I mean, they're the first generation raised on TV and, and boy, it shows, doesn't it? They cannot protect themselves. I, I don't get what it is. I don't get what it is. You've got Christian, Republican, conservative lawmakers who are out there castigating their own people supporting the Church of Satan because they think it's virtuous. Wrong. What would you do if there was a tyrannical, totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population and they were already beginning to do it? You would rally against it, you would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over year infowarstore.com we have turbo force 10 hour clean energy back in stock and a bunch of other great products as well so please visit infowarstore.com and do your christmas shopping there fund the infowar get great products all at the same time the eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans they financed major universities they ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the new york times other major newspapers that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. 
And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. To avoid a possible lawsuit, the Toledo Fire Department took down the nativity display last Thursday night, leaving residents bewildered and confused. Some sharing their feelings with city council, concerned about outsiders intruding on the small town's annual tradition. They drove through the town and they said, let's pick a fight. They said, let's pick a fight, let's, let's just uh, send them a letter and try to scare them into making a decision because if they get one, they get another. Now that the nativity scene's been moved down a few blocks from the fire department to private property, many Tama County citizens are showing up to the Toledo City Council meeting to stand in solidarity in support of keeping the Christmas display in public view. And you're here because you don't want us to lose our heritage. Supporters of the Christmas display also suggesting ways to get around this complaint by asking lawmakers for advice or examining a similar instances like this one, hoping to keep the nativity scene at the fire department where it's always been. To try to, to rectify it, and no matter what we do, it's not going to be what they want. We're going to find issue with it. And so if you put it back, put the ball <coughs> in the airport and let them figure out what to do with it. City officials, hearing the crowd loud and clear, are making plans on how to handle the situation. So if we want to do our due diligence to make sure we're doing everything we can. The support is definitely there to keep the activity set up. Toledo city officials say they're going to table the discussion for the next meeting to talk with the city attorney. They want to avoid any unnecessary lawsuits. Live in the studio, Cedric Bolson III, Iowa's News Now. So there you go, another story from Iowa. In that case... Somebody complained about a nativity scene, and the town removed it. The town removed it. Can you bring up that headline? What did that headline say? Iowa town removes nativity scene after out-of-town atheist steps in. This is somebody that didn't even live there. Nativity scene had been showcased out of local fire department for at least 15 years. They have so far – like you get separation of church and state when it comes to the American Constitution and the American founders was a deliberate and explicit uh, condemnation or, or rejection of the English model where the church and the state were one and the same. That's all it means. All it means is that you're not going to – yeah, what was that video from, y'all? That wasn't from Iowa, was it? It was. Oh, oh, so that was a different, that was a different thing that happened. Because the first one was like that, it was the display outside the firehouse. Then you had another example of somebody running up and grabbing baby Jesus out of the nativity scene, probably to do horrible things to it. We don't have to put up with this. You just don't. You just don't. So like the founding fathers put in a thing saying, look, the government's not going to be the religion. Simple as that. I mean, the Church of England, their pope is the king of England. So it's the church and the state being sort of two branches of the same power structure. That's what they were trying to avoid. That's all. That's all that that meant. It was very clearly and explicitly in many cases 
understood that America was Christian. And when they talk about religious freedom, what they meant was for denominations of Christianity, if you want to know the truth. And you know, the other, the other thing is that it's not just the Satanism, which is the fake religion. It's not just that, you know, if other religions, uh, in, yeah, Iowa town removes nativity scene from fire department property. Oh my gosh, we don't want, we don't want a lawsuit. We don't want a lawsuit. We better take it down. I mean, pathetic, utterly pathetic. There is nothing illegal about putting up a nativity scene. Like what? Religious freedom in this country, all it was supposed to mean from the founders was that the government didn't get to dictate what your religion was. That's all. And really just meant the federal government. I mean, you understand that the reason some of the first colonies in America were created was to create a theocracy. You know, the, they're called the Puritans. You know why they're called the Puritans, right? You know why they left England, right? You know why they were kicked out of Holland, right? You know who came over on the Mayflower, right? It was religious extremists, basically. You know why the Salem witch trials happened, right? Because in the early Americas, there was no government. There was the church. The people that came across on the Mayflower, the Puritans that lived in Massachusetts, Ipswich, and Salem, founded Boston, their government was the church. When you were of a certain age, you were accepted into the church as a full-fledged member. That was like your citizenship. The council of the church was the ones who held trials and convicted people. It was like a, was like a theocracy. And so when they brought the 13 colonies together, which had very separate religious heritage in places like Massachusetts. It was puritanical in other places. It was church of England and and other things. But when they're bringing everybody together, the concern was that the Puritans from Massachusetts would want to have a Puritan government that would impose Puritanism on everybody or the, you know, that's the, so it was just about, you can, you can do you. And if you want to have a town that is governed by the church, you can do that. You just can't impose it on anybody else. So this idea that somehow the, the, the concept of like the government shouldn't dictate your religion, shouldn't enforce the mandates of a religion has devolved into you have to allow a satanic altar on Christmas in City Hall – Utter nonsense, utter complete nonsense. And there's a, there's certain things you have to do to actually be considered a legitimate religion. Satanism doesn't fulfill any of them. These people don't believe anything. They'll tell you they don't believe anything. It's a deliberate provocation against Christians. We do not need to stand for it. You know, it's all, it, the most frustrating part is it is up to the Christians because just like anything good, it's going to be opposed by evil. You don't need to help the evil. You don't need to contribute to the evil. You need to defend against the evil. Anything good, anything nice, anything, anything loving is vulnerable, and so you have to 
protect yourself against people that will exploit those vulnerabilities. You don't have to give religious legitimacy to a bunch of edgy atheists. You just don't. I, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it's like it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not frustrated at at the cat that, that scratches you. It's a cat. It's going to scratch you. I'm not, I'm not upset at the rat that sneaks into the house and gets food. That's what rats do. You should protect yourself against the rats. You have to protect yourself against the inevitable attacks against you. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's like, yes, the, the evil, atheistic, petulant morons are going to attack you. I'm not even mad at them for that. I'm mad that we allow it. I'm mad that the Christians act like it's some sort of religious virtue to allow their own beliefs to be abolished in their own country. You have a responsibility to shut the door from the rats. All these new listeners aren't buying stuff at Infowars.com. They're tuning in. I need the regular hardcore folks that have never gotten a film, a book, a water filtration system. They're all the best out there at Infowarsstore.com. Do your Christmas shopping with us. or part of it. Don't fund the globalist. Infowarsstore.com. X2 back in stock with selling out. Incredible. Learn about iodine deficiency. Learn why we have the best. Good, clean hour. Incredible energy. Nobody's got a formula this strong or clean or powerful without hardly any letdown. It's so strong. It has some letdown. TurboForce. Infowarsstore.com. Or 888-253-3139. TurboForce. X2. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Down and Out Sleep Support. The list goes on and on. Info War Store Christmas Mega Super Sale. Sells up to 60% off free shipping and double Patriot points. Shop now. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I'm going to give out the phone number for your calls for the second half of today's program. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Taking your calls now. I have a lot of other stuff to talk about, but... I don't know. I just got off on this on this tangent about Satanism, and I think it's something we need to talk about. Something we need to understand this idea of religious liberty here in the United States, meaning that you have mutual respect for actual legitimate religious beliefs, not that you castigate and and undermine and try to destroy one religion by inventing a fake second religion. And then demanding that you be afforded all of the legitimacy of a real religion. You, we don't have to put up with this. Nobody would ask anybody else to. And again, I just ask you if, if there was a obvious and deliberate attempt to create a Church of Hitler, 
Would you hear all the same Christians that are out there saying, well, we have to let Satanism. Would they go, well, you know, it's a, it's a religion, so they worship Hitler and hate Jews. Well, that's just – it's religious freedom. It's with the cost of our freedom. No, everybody everybody would just immediately know. They would all just go, no, you're just doing you – know, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to deliberately provoke, uh, pro- provoke and, and you know, attempt to humiliate people of a legitimate religion by making up a fake one worshiping Hitler. No, you don't get to do that. It should be the same with Satan. Oh, you want to worship Satan? Okay, well, no. The answer is no, so go away now. Don't try that again. But we can't do that, apparently. And this was a letter to the editor that I saved like a couple years ago. I'm surprised I even found it. If we want to go to... to my computer screen, you can see that here in Austin, there's a neighborhood called Mueller, and it used to be the location of the Austin airport. They closed down the airport, I believe in the 80s, maybe 90s, and the airport control tower is the only building still standing and sort of a, a landmark of this new neighborhood that's been built there. And on Christmas, they have a neon sign or a, a lit sign on the control tower that says Noel. Says Noel, just a nice, innocent Christmas celebration from your friends at Mueller. But this pissed people off. And so I actually found this image in the newspaper and took this picture myself. I posted it back years ago, but I couldn't find it until, but I just found it now on my hard drive. And again, this is the misunderstanding, misapplication of so-called freedom of religion. It says here in Mueller, so this is a letter to the editor in the Mueller newspaper. Dear editor, I've been living in the Mueller area for five years, and this is going on my sixth. For the past five years, I've written to the editor of the newspaper begging them to take down the lighted sign above the old airport tower that states in white bulbs, Noel. I'm Jewish and know many other non-Christian people in this neighborhood from Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, and Jewish, not to mention other lesser known practices such as Kwanzaa and others. I wrote to the editor and asked to please take down the offensive Noel sign since A, it is Christian only, B, not everyone celebrates a Christian holiday, and C, Austin is far more diverse now than it's ever been. To respect all of us, please put up something like holidays or happy holidays. The rude retort from the editor was nothing short of a blunt no without explanation or kindness. This person is sitting there going, "Um, your religious belief offends me, take it down. And the answer is no. And they're like, how dare you? How dare you say no to me? As if they want the person to, obviously they want this person to go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm Christian. Let me, let me hide that. Let me ignore that. Let me silence myself. Let me not celebrate my religion, not celebrate my holidays because it might offend you, a non-Christian. That's what they want, right? But second to that, they want like... Oh, gee, I really understand, and, and you're so right. It is, but, you know, I just think it's it's good for the Christmas. Like, they want it with kindness. They want to be treated with kid gloves. The temerity, right? The sheer, unrelenting temerity to even ask this question. Like, as a Christian, I can't even, I cannot even imagine, cannot even imagine what it would take, the balls it would take for me to like move to a Muslim country and write a letter to the editor going, um, excuse me, please take down your Ramadan, uh, decorations. I am not Muslim and it offends me like the balls of these people, man. 
um, sure. Uh, the uh, the the praying and the chanting in the mornings. Uh, those songs are really loud, and I like to sleep in. You know, Is there any way you could keep that uh, keep that down? Some of us aren't Muslim, and it's highly offensive that you do Muslim things around me. And then and then to be and then to be shocked and appalled that they are not kind to you. Then to go, oh, and they just said no to me. Me. They said no to the thing I told them to do. How dare they? And of course, it's like, but it's not for me. I know it's, it's the Buddhists and the Muslims and the Kwanzaa celebrators. I, I, I don't care. Honestly, I love it. I think that, but for the other people, I just, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the fellow non-Christians and they have to see a celebration of Christianity in a Christian country. It's too much. It's too much and they shouldn't have to. It's just like, just shut up. Saying no was a very polite way to respond to you, lady. I like that. I like that line, though. They go, and because Austin is more diverse now it's than more diverse ever. than ever. Because our anti-Christian, anti-white agenda is having such success, it's time you shut up about your former beliefs. Okay? Okay? It's going to get worse. So correct it now. And then, you know, the other funny part of all of this, what is the... What is the one holiday that every city in America doesn't just have a, you know, for Christmas, they'll do a Christmas tree lighting. Maybe they'll put up some, some fringe and, and, you know, whatever, some lights. Maybe if you're lucky, if an atheist hasn't sued your city council yet, and your city council hasn't capitulated out of sheer weakness, maybe they'll do something one or two days. They'll say, yeah, you can use the city property to, uh, do a little nativity scene, but clean it up, okay? Just a day or two. That's fine. What's the one holiday that every city in America decks out everything? It's taught in schools. It's banners on every street. They're reprinting crosswalks, right? It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. We live in a country now where our cities and our and the malls, the, the corporations, they are far, far more celebratory of the gay pride religion than they are of Christianity. Do you think they care if you go, well, I'm not gay, so I don't want to see gay stuff everywhere? They're going to go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You're offended? Well, let me fix that. What else does it say? The rude retort from the editor was nothing short of a blunt no without explanation or kindness. That's what community looks like here at Mueller. It's a bunch of BS. As far as other opinions or even suggestions to go to the decision makers, do not commune with those of us living here. Top-down approach all over. Thank God. Thank God somebody is stopping you from doing what you want. Because this is the offensive thing. This is the tyrannical thing. To come into a place that's Christian and start making demands that they take it down because you demand that they respect you and that they adhere to and show consideration for your satanic beliefs. No, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they've never heard of this teaching, um, treat others as you would like to be treated, that you're demanding respect for your religion while disrespecting another in the same sentence. Maybe they've never heard of the golden rule. Who came up with that again? Sorry, if the crew can tell you, does anybody know who came up with treat others as you would like to be treated? 
sort of a basic moral tenet. See my now? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth that's right. I was right. totally going to say Hammurabi. Yeah, it was not Hammurabi. It was, in fact, Jesus Christ of Nazareth who said, it is the whole of my teaching, it is the core teaching of my religion, which is why it's such a wonderful religion, because God gave it to us, because it's actually a good way for everybody to live. So you should probably be Christian. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Please remember, my new book, The Great Awakening, is going right to number one. It's all, it's already number one on a bunch of charts. Plus, it funds this operation. It's twice the length of the last book. It's full of solutions. It's amazing. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. Infowarsstore.com. Get assigned copies of Fundraiser. I thank those that have. I want to ask others that want to keep us on air to do that. That's the action point. Please go to Infowarsstore.com. Get a signed copy or unsigned copy at Infowarsstore.com. A signed copy is like... 30 bucks, $29, a signed copy is 100 and that's what it takes to fight the globalist. They have store-wide free shipping, including on the book, double Patriot points, and X2 selling out, but still discounted, Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy back in stock, so many other great products like Down and Out Sleep Formula, Vitamin Fusion, DNA Force, it's up to 60% off. Do your Christmas shopping with us, and we appreciate you. These are great products that work really, really well. Infowarsstore.com. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I had so much other stuff to cover this morning. It's just like, man, how are we going to tackle anything if we can't can't deal with Satanists putting up altars in our Capitol buildings? So we're like, let's just start with the uh, start with the bottom, start with the, the easiest things to take care of, and then move on. We can't cover other stuff. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, it's been revealed, has a uh, top-secret Hawaii compound with a massive underground uh, bomb shelter. It's an enormous secret construction project. It's underway in Hawaii. 
six-foot wall b- blocks the view from nearby road fronting the project where cars slow to try to catch a glimpse of what's behind it. Security guards stand watch at an entrance gate and patrol surrounding beaches on ATVs. Pickup trucks roll in and out, hauling building material and transporting hundreds of workers. Nobody working on the project is allowed to talk about what they're building. Almost anyone who passes compound security from carpenters to electricians to painters to security guards is bound by a strict non-disclosure agreement, according to several workers involved in the project, and they say the agreements aren't a formality. Multiple workers claim they saw or heard about colleagues removed from the project for posting about it on social media. Different construction crews within the site are assigned to separate projects, and workers are forbidden from speaking with other crews about their work, sources say. Another former site worker who will call John says he was told another member of his construction company was fired for allegedly sharing a picture of the project on Snapchat. He's heard similar stories from other crews. John says the very strict enforcement of NDAs has made workers on site unwilling to take the chance to get caught even taking a picture. The project is so huge that a not insignificant share of the island is bound by the NDA, but everyone here knows who's behind it, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta, who bought the land in a series of deals beginning in August 2014. Interviews with several people associated with the project, along with public records and court documents seen by Wired, suggest that since then, the planning and construction of a roughly uh, 1,400-acre compound has been shrouded in secrecy. The property, known as Kulau Ranch, will, according to planning documents, include a 5,000-square-foot underground shelter, have its own energy and food supplies, and, when coupled with land... Purchase prices will cost in excess of $270 million. According to evidence reviewed by Wired, the project has relied on legal maneuvering and political networking, and at times, sources believe it has shown disregard to the local public. All the while, Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan continue to build one of the most expensive properties in the world. So, yeah, this is, the, this is their breakaway, right? It's their breakaway civilization. That's why they don't worry about World War III or bringing down the planet. They'll be fine. They'll be fine in their underground bunkers, millions of dollars, and their armed guards and food supplies while you starve to death outside the gates. These are the people currently running America. It's just like one of those things, right? It's like the world today is governed a lot by corporations, like as much by corporations as by governments. And the social media people have an even greater influence than anybody because they get to decide what you see, and therefore they get to manipulate and channel and design your belief system. If you were some settler in the old west or you were some explorer you know a group of people like mayflower style like you and a group of people go somewhere uh to to start a new colony would you trust your leader if your leader was doing the things that our leaders are doing right a real leader a real true leader is like there in the town with the people experiencing the same thing the people are experiencing Sure, maybe they're a little wealthier, maybe whatever, but, you know, the idea, the idea behind, like, monarchy was that, like, what happened to the people was happening to the king. The people, was, the people were the king. The nation was the king. So whatever happened to the nation was happening to the king. So the king had a personal responsibility to make sure the nation was doing well because it directly related to him doing well. If the king wanted to do well, he had to make his people do well. It was this nice sort of symbiotic relationship 
where the king has power, but he uses it to help his people. Would you trust a king? Would you trust a mayor or a leader who is like building a giant wall to keep all the people out and has a private army of his own soldiers and has a store of food locked away in a place that only he has access to? Would you look at that and go, this dude doesn't doesn't give a damn about us. He doesn't give a damn what happens to us because he's not going to experience it. He'll never experience it. Think he would protect you from a enemy raid? No, he'll protect himself. He has his own guards. He has his own walls. He has his own protection. He'll take tax money from you to get it, but then he'll spend it on himself and protect himself. And it's not a person you'd want as a leader. It's somebody that would be overthrown. And all of his stuff would be taken from him and distributed to the people. And somebody who actually cared and lived with and associated with the people would be put in place. So our world is being led by these people who for decades have systematically built their own society that is inaccessible to everybody else. They never have to interact with anybody. And never have to suffer under anything that they inflict on everybody else. And it sort of tells you how we got to where we are now. And it's a moral failing on all of us that we allow this to happen. And to illustrate this, I want to go to clip number 12. In a conversation with Google founder Sergey Brin, the founder of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, delights at the thought of a future without elections. Let's watch. Technology now is, and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But since the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. Your company has already made big strides in this Google predictive technology. You get what they mean, right? I mean, you understand what they're saying, right? This is the future of democracy. We won't need elections because the tech will be able to tell us what the people want. And even better than that, the people only know what we tell them through the technology so we can actually design what they want. You can actually manipulate the inputs to the worldwide information ecosystem to design human desire to whatever you want to do. Isn't that amazing? Not wonderful that we have people like Klaus Schwab and Sergey Brin and Mark Zuckerberg simultaneously walling themselves off from the rest of society while dictating our very belief system, saying they're predicting it when in reality they themselves are designing desires in the, in the people and silencing desires that are counter to what they already plan on implementing. So he's reveling in a, in a world without elections, but he's not talking about uh, an AI system that just reads people's minds and, and 
comes up with what the majority wants and implements that, they're implanting what you want. They're designing what your desires will be so that they can fulfill them with their own design. And of course, are they going to implant desires of greatness in the average person? Are they going to plant desires of a long life with grandchildren and a decent neighborhood? No, they're going to implant and design desires for sex and immediate gratification for pointless video game acknowledgements or accomplishments. And that's the brave new world setup. That was the point of the brave new world is they say trouble comes when there is a gap between the desire and the fulfillment of that desire. They're trying to eliminate that. So they're trying to minimize the distance between the desire and the fulfillment. Now, if you have a desire like greatness, if you have a desire to build a country and build something that lasts forever, that by intrinsically is going to be very far away from the fulfillment of that desire because it's a long-term desire. But if your desire is to have sex, well, you can fulfill that right away. Your desire is to get a dopamine rush from a video game, we can fulfill that right away. So if they can design our desires to be temporary, immediate, and uh, uh, physical, then they can fulfill those and act like the heroes. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. <laughs> 